Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to my show, Go For It, here on Voice America. Thank you so much for listening today and every day when you come back. I'm always so gracious when you guys listen and you send me emails and text messages and phone calls, and I know you're getting a lot, so much from the show, and I so appreciate each and every one of you. But And today, trust me, today is no different. You guys are in for a treat today. I know I'm in for a treat today. I listen to these guys' radio show for a long time. And so we're going to get into a little bit more about that here in a little bit. Because remember, I always want you to live a bigger, better, bolder, and stronger life. And today with my special guest, Robert Helms on the show, I think you're going to do it. So Robert Helms, he's the Real Estate Guys radio show. And it is a real estate investing talk program for investors and has been broadcasting weekly on conventional radio since 1997. The podcast version of the show is one of the most downloadable investing podcasts on iTunes. They're fun and informative, and trust me, I listen to them all the time. This real estate investing talk show is hosted by professional investor Robert Helms and financial strategist Russell Gray. The show delivers no-hype real estate investing education and expert perspectives in a fast-paced, entertaining style. So, Robert Helms, thank you so much for coming on my show, and welcome to Go For It. Hey, thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for having me on your program. Oh, my gosh. I, you guys, you would not believe how much I listen, because especially when I go for my walks or I'm on my treadmill working out, whatever, that is when I just absorb it all into my brain, because <laughs> I'm a real estate investor myself, and just listening, and I cannot wait to come to some of your events, because I have been um, really taking note of them, and you have a lot of events. I'm on your website, and there's a lot of them. So, But let's just get started a little bit, Robert. So you've been in the investing world for, well, you've had your radio show for 20 years, but how long have you been in the investing world in real estate? Yeah, I bought my first rental home when I was 24 years old. It was a duplex where I had a tenant in one half, and I lived in the other half, and uh, that started my illustrious career of collecting real estate. And uh, I got around a lot of the right folks, and I changed my thinking. I was brokering real estate as a licensed salesperson in California, and uh, the very first paycheck I ever got, I uh, invested as a down payment in real estate and uh, just kind of never looked back. Isn't that incredible? I started investing in real estate probably 10 years ago, unfortunately, during that really rough time in our economy and it wasn't and I was in a different state where the economy really hit the hardest and it was a it was a tough go but you know what you survive you survive and thrive through the good and the bad don't we boy that's for sure and that I mean that's such an important point to start out of the gate people you know see the the webinars and, and they go to these events and there's the real estate full page ad in the paper and there's all the banner ads saying, you know, come learn how to do real estate with, you know, no money and no time and make millions of dollars. But in reality, it's like everything you'll get out of it, what you put into it. And there's lots you can do and lots you can learn, but there are tough times. And I know a big thing theme of your show is about, you know, staying positive and getting through the times that are hard in our life. Real estate is not your life. Real estate is part of a financial vehicle that can help you build a financial fortress around your life, as Jim Rohn would say. But it really isn't, for most people, their lives. It's a, it's a great vehicle to invest part-time, full-time, however you want to do it. But there are ups and downs. The downturn, the big downturn we had uh, 10 years ago was tough on a lot of us. And I know we didn't see it coming and that forced us to get better and smarter as we approached the, you know, the next decade, if you will, so that this time around, I think we're a lot better prepared than we were. But it starts with not you know, expecting every real estate deal to go well, because some of them don't. Oh, boy, ain't that the truth? Some of them do not go well at all. And for me, I have to, when I go look at real estate, I really study the numbers, and I, I mean, I'll probably go look at uh, 30, 40 of them before I even pick one or two of them. And yeah, to and me, I, kind of sense you. you have to just go with that ROI. So, tell, you know, is that is that logical? Is that, you know, I've been kind of taught that way. And so is that logical? Is it something, you know, maybe you don't go look as many? I mean, how does that work? 
Yeah, it's a great question. It is a numbers game for sure, and you want to look at what the numbers are, and sometimes we have to speculate what the numbers may be because of the particular deal. It may be that the current tenant base isn't exactly who you want. It may be that the current operator of the property isn't doing the things necessary. That's why there's opportunity. Uh, but I think for us, the big thing it starts with your personal investment philosophy. That's who you are as an investor. What do you want real estate to do for you? Why are you interested in putting real estate into your portfolio? So start big picture, and from there, then based on that, you decide, hey, what market makes sense for me to invest in? I don't just mean a geographic market. That's certainly important. Maybe you need to be close to where you live. Maybe you don't. I like to say live where you want to live and invest where the numbers make sense. But you've got to figure out a market. It could be a demographic market you want to serve. It could be a physical product type you want to specialize in. Once you've got that figured out, now you've got to find a team who's going to support you, who's going to help you find the properties, manage the properties, fix the properties, and when there's problems, who do you turn to? And then once you've got your team in place, now you go get a property. Most people start with the property, and that's kind of backwards. You want to think through what you're trying to accomplish, where do you want to do it and how, find a great team, and then find a property that makes sense given all of that. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about team, you're talking about a real estate investor, a banker, maybe an attorney, because some states are attorney states for closing. We in the Midwest, well, in my state, we're title state. So you're talking about those different team members, right? Yeah, there's uh, certainly there's your lo- what we call your local team. Those are folks that mm-hmm. are in the market you're investing in or near you. So, mm-hmm. you know, your tax professional, your attorneys, those kinds of folks. Then there's your away team. If I'm in a different real estate market than I live in, I'm going to have a different set of broker relationships. Maybe the lender's going to be different, certainly property manager. We've got general contractors and maintenance people and all those folks. So you've got your, your team that are mostly vendor relationships. And real estate's done in all different ways, as you've mentioned. You know, if you're in a, uh, a state where there's attorney closings, then that's a different type of attorney that you need than, say, if you're in a title or escrow state. And so you've got to develop uh, a team around you that can support you. And in the very best situation, it's more than just a transaction. You get to know who those folks are, and they get to know you so that you can do business better together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then they get to know like what kind of property you're looking for and what kind of how you can invest and what your numbers are. And yeah, I think the more that people that sense. understand what you're trying to accomplish on your team, the better they can help. If you don't tell anybody, then you're just bringing the deal in and they're doing whatever they're doing for you. But if you can empower them so that they know, hey, this particular type of transaction, this would be a great one for Joe. Now they're mm-hmm. going to bring you the, the business when they find it. And they're not all in the business of doing that, but because they're all in the real estate field, they're going to come across something. They're going to come across maybe you know, a, a seller that wants out. They're going to come across an agent that's got just the right listing for you. Whatever that looks like, if, the, if you will empower your team to know what it is you're after, and of course that assumes that you're clear about it, uh, then mm-hmm. they can help you. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's what you want. You want as many people as possible on your side uh, rooting for you. That's right. Don't do a solo because I tried doing that solo and it didn't work very well. Well, it worked. I mean, I got some properties, but it's not as much, well, I wouldn't say fun, but it is nice to have that team around you so they do know what you're looking for and they can help you because a lot of people and I, a lot of people have negative connotations toward real estate investing. Bless their hearts, you know, go on your way. I love real estate investing, and I like to think outside the box. And so when you guys bring on these different uh, guests that you have on your show, I'm like, man, I never thought of that, or I never thought of that. And especially when you had on the hard money lender, was it Tony O'Brien here uh, about a month or so ago? I mean, I I don't, you know, I knew about hard money lenders, but he really opened up my eyes to a lot more things. You guys, every time I listen to your show, you open up my eyes to a lot more things. So, and it's wonderful that way. And getting a team together really will help you do the same thing, will really help you open up your eyes and being able to uh, invest in other areas. So many people are scared to invest outside their local area, but I like what you say, live where you want to live, but invest where the money, where the numbers make sense. 
Yeah, because you may live in a place where there's wonderful rental real estate or great opportunities to flip properties, whatever it is, but you may not. And that shouldn't be a burden to you. You just have to figure out how to assemble that team in another market or long distance. And, you know, it is this business of real estate investing does attract a certain kind of lone wolf mentality that mm-hmm. that one woman band or one man band that mm-hmm. wants to do everything themselves. And that's great, right? You're you're the uh, the quarterback of or, or maybe executive producer is a better example of, mm-hmm. of your team and your investing. But you do need those other players, and those are the folks that can that can help you. And then the other thing that you hit on, which is so so important is you've got to get new ideas in that fertile soil of your mind. It can't be left to us to think of everything. And if we get around other people that are doing it, then you get other perspective and ideas. Someone says, well, have you done it this way? Or have you thought about this? And you say, gosh, no, I never thought about that. That's, of course, why we like to bring guests on our show is they give us a different perspective, some food for thought, something to consider that we maybe hadn't thought of on our own. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, and I don't mean to say this negatively, but I'm in a smaller state. So and I, with the smaller state, sometimes there's maybe some smaller, smaller thinking, but, and I'm not saying that as a derogatory thing. I'm really not. But when you get out to, um, and you expand your knowledge and you expand your broad base of people and you can work virtually, once you work virtually, for me, I've, worked, I've been working virtually for know, 15, 20 years. So to me, it's no big deal. But other people, that scares them. But to me, that's why I like reaching out to other teams and other people in other areas of the country. I will tell you, I was, after you went on, uh, was it your cruise that you have at the beginning of each year, I reached out to some people on Twitter, say, hey, how'd you like that cruise? And they're all like, yes, 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 you know. So I'm like, all right, I got to get signed up for that cruise. <laughs> because It's pretty just, amazing. We've uh, done this now for our 16th year in 2018. It's our Investor mm-hmm. Summit. And mm-hmm. the idea is it's our highest level of event that investors come to. But uh, since the beginning, we've done it on a cruise ship. We spent a couple of days in a hotel, and there's a lot of, you know, classroom and learning and different speakers. And then we get on a ship and have an amazing time. But it's not a vacation. It's definitely a lot of work. It's a lot right. of fun. But, you know, we, we get these amazing faculty members that, you know, you just can't find you know, hardly at all, let alone for a week. But they come because they want to come, and they come because mm-hmm. they're students and getting to hang out with folks like that. And it's people from all over the world. So, you know, what? maybe you're doing something in your market and, uh, you know, you have dinner with someone and they're doing a similar thing in a completely different market. Well, what a great opportunity to trade notes and see what's working and best practices. And everyone comes from very much an abundance mentality. And so there's a lot of that positive sharing of what works and what doesn't work. You know, we're all realists. It's like, hey, let me tell you, how I fouled up. I mean, if you've heard our show, you know that every October we do Halloween horror stories. Mm-hmm. So real estate deals gone bad and something terrible happened. As long as we can get the lesson and we can learn, if one person has the problem and a hundred people can learn from it, well then now, now it makes sense to talk about. And you know, you mentioned earlier that there are people negative about real estate and that's, that's always going to be the case. If your first experience wasn't a good one with anything, you tend to go, well, that doesn't work for me, you know, but it's not real estate, right? It's like saying, well, I met a guy that, that uh, you know, dropped out of high school. So clearly high school is not a good thing. Well, uh-huh. it's not that. It was the situation. And there are a lot of real estate deals gone bad. If you don't do the work up front to get educated, to surround yourself with the right folks, you can collapse time frames in real estate investing by just getting around people that have already done what it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, trust me, when I got in, when we got into the real estate world back in 2007, and then, you know, the economy crashed the way it did, if we could, I could survive through that, we could survive through that, and still come out stronger and better, and then still investing in real estate, just knowing that that was my first real estate investment, and then the crash came, you know what, you learn, you learn to live through the hard times, and you learn to keep moving forward, and you, just like you said, you figure out ways to make it work. And you figure you know, it's out actually, ways around it's, it. It's what makes you stronger. Yeah. When you go through, if, if, every, if your first three deals were a piece of cake, everything went better than performa, you know, you'd be going, oh, well, this is the easiest thing in the world. And then life will hand you that experience. And what we like to focus on is building what we call our experience resume. When I'm, when I'm looking to invest alongside somebody, which I do a lot of these days, I want someone who has been through the muck. I want someone who's had big failures in their past and learned how to overcome them. I don't want to give a, a person who's never had a mistake a chance to get out there on the field. I mean, they're going to get their, their bruises at some point, 
But that's what makes us better, not just as real estate investors, but as people. When you go through adversity, when you go through hard times, that's the stuff that makes you stronger if, if you choose to get back up and fight. Exactly. And the thing is, and what I try to teach people every week is get back up and fight. Get back up and fight for what you want in life because nobody's going to hand it to you. You got to, I mean, trust me, if I, if, if I survive that, you know, and a few other things that's happened, we can survive it. And it's just another notch in the belt, so to speak. And then also it's a learning experience because either we win or we lose. Yeah, we could, but actually what's all in reality, it's a learning experience. And it really is taking the bad, learning from it, moving on, even the good. You take it and you learn from it and you move on. And I, I say life is just a big old learning experience. And you should step outside your comfort zone to do something that's kind of, you know, different than what you're used to. But also you're going to learn and broaden your um, knowledge, knowledge base, because knowledge is power. And Robert, we only have about 30 seconds until break. And so um, how can people, so your, your website is realestateguysradio.com. And I encourage everybody yep. to go on there and listen to the, their shows and look through their information on their site because there is a lot of information. So realestateguysradio.com. And if you have any questions for the show, you can email me, joe at joehosman.com. And we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit JoeHosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, JoeHosman.com where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out joehosman.com for the special offer today. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it Welcome back to my show. Go for it here on Voice America. Thank you so much for coming back and listening because I got this wonderful guest on the line with me today, Robert Helms. He is with realestateguysradio.com. I have been listening to these guys for several, several years. And they've been, Robert's been on radio for 20 years now. And so I encourage everybody to go out and listen to the show because it really is, they give great informative information. And one thing I really like, Robert, is you you and Russell really talk about investing in yourself, investing in, you know, figuring out what it is you want to do with your investment portfolio. And Yeah, it's I, such an important thing, right? Your, your number one investment ought to be in yourself because that's the, where we get the most ROI. And in real estate, it's not about the house. It's not about the tenant. It's not even really about the income. It's about the lifestyle that you're after and understanding that. And then how can real estate work to help give you that? Because it's not all the same for everybody. There's different ways, lots of different ways to invest in real estate. 
Right? These days, we're very interested in uh, agriculture, for instance. People don't think about you know, agriculture as tenants, but they are, and they're the best kind of tenants because trees don't call you in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and they don't forget to pay their rent. And yet, mm-hmm. we have a calorie crunch coming in our society. There's more people coming, and there's less sustainable agriculture. So that's interesting. Industrial real estate, you know, retail, land development. There's a lot more than just single-family houses. Now, there's certainly a place for the single-family home investor. That's an asset most of us understand. They're easy to find. They're easier to sell often. So the whole thing is, is that investment in yourself it's taking time to really get serious. As Jim Collins says, you've got to confront the brutal facts. What do I have to work with? How much time can I give this? How serious am I? What don't I know? And then what other resources I do have? And it's not just all monetary. I mean, yeah, what you can afford in your credit and your capital, that's all important. But even more important are the relationships you have. Who do you know? Because, because we mentioned before, it's a, it's a team sport, this business mm-hmm. of real estate investing, and you got to have mm-hmm. that team around you. So you really do have to invest a little bit in yourself before you go out and invest a whole bunch of your savings into real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. If you do that, then you're basically just jumping in and learning, right? You know, as you go. But if you can learn a little bit more about yourself, I think it, it's so powerful. Again, knowledge is power, but it's also you have to jump in and you also have to start doing deals. You know, even going out and starting looking at deals, start looking at different investments. Maybe you know, because what I find is when I look at different deals, I might look at a house and go, eh, not really for me. But then I look over here and go, like, oh, hey, there's like four acres of land over here for sale. Well, you know, I could buy and hold that for a couple of years and maybe I'll turn that into, you know, sell it off for commercial or um, housing development. So those are the type of things I'm always looking at. I'm not the traditionalist when it comes to investing, per se, like the houses. I like to look outside the box. I like to look different. I'm really interested in agriculture, <laughs> as Robert and I were talking yeah. about at break. I'm really looking at, I love, because uh, you guys are always promoting the coffee and the cacao farms and so I'm always looking at those type of things but I that's what I like to do now everybody's different so and I bless your hearts because that's we but I know what I like I'm if I'm going to rent if I'm going to buy a house that has tenants I'm going to get a property manager don't you agree because oh my gosh one of my friends says life is too short to manage property there the you management go. of property is that. critical <laughs> Right, But here's the thing. The, the property manager is arguably the most important and least respected person on the team when it comes to buy and hold real estate, but they can make or break your deal. So we love great property managers. They're worth their weight in gold. And really, no matter what the asset is, like, you know, talking about agriculture, I don't know anything about farming. So I am more concerned with vetting the farmer who's going to do the work, how's it going to get done, what systems do they have, what backup do they have. That's important to me. I want to make sure the market is right. I want to make sure the product is right. right? We like, uh, we like uh, you know, chocolate and coffee. Those are good products, but not just because, mm-hmm. hey, I drink coffee and I like to eat chocolate. Those are durable, hardy crops. If I'm growing strawberries, from the time that they're ready to go until they have to get to market is a very limited time. So logistics mm-hmm. has to be perfect for that to work and any perishable food. But if it's something like a coconut or a coffee bean, those are a little more durable. They still have a time expiration. They're not going to last forever, but you have a little more time. So you don't have to get the market timing right as much as you have to get the demand and the crop and the area right. And more importantly, the operator, because that's really where the rubber meets the road. It's whatever part of business it is. We have different types of property managers for different types of, of property. You know, single family home managers are different than folks that manage multifamily, which is different than office, which is different than industrial. And it's all, it's all important, but it's, that, it's back to getting in touch with what are you great at and where you're not, what team do you need to bring in to help? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I totally agree with that because the property manager, I think, is like the biggest person. For me, it would be on my team. And I know several property managers, and I've actually been a property manager before. And it really works well when the property, and you kind of have questions about the property, and they can kind of go in and do the dirty work for you, per se. And 
And when I was a property manager, I went in and did the exact same thing. You know, you just have to go in and you have to deal with it and you have to move on. So I appreciate property managers and I appreciate what they do for me. And my dogs right now are being my property managers. So that's just how that goes. <laughs> but I really do appreciate property managers for what they have to offer and what they give um, to you. And I think I so totally believe that because they are the most undervalued, I believe, in our team. Because it takes a yeah, lot I to be a property manager. Yeah, I think the other part that's, that's important, it's, it's not just what they do, it's the fact that they're arm's length. It's possible to manage your own property, but it's really difficult on an emotional level when you've got that, you know, single mom who's renting your unit, and she's got her heart story, and you want to be there, and you want to be empathetic, but too much of that, and before you know it, your financial uh, returns get eroded. And having a property manager that's not you, they're a third party, they're neutral, they're approaching it from a professional basis, that helps. Plus, then you take the the long-term view. Do I want to put enough property in my portfolio eventually that I couldn't possibly manage it all myself if I wanted to? Well, if that's you, if you want to grow a big portfolio of property, then you don't have any choice. You're going to have to hand that job to somebody. And again, spend a lot of time finding a great property manager. I would spend more time finding a great property manager than a property, frankly. The property is the most interchangeable part of the whole thing. If I find a great manager in a market and I ask them this question, Mr. Property Manager, what can I put into your portfolio that will help make you successful? And I listen to that then I'm setting us both up for success. Mm-hmm. So is there like a um, qualification sheet you can look at for property manager? How do you find a good property manager? Well, my favorite way is through referral. You know, like okay. in anything, mm-hmm. I want to find someone who's raving about their property manager. But assuming you don't know anybody at all, there is a national association in the U.S. called the National Association of Residential Property Managers, NARPM. And NARPM has a successful uh, track record of attracting people who are serious about the business, take continuing education, come together regularly, and so forth. A lot of the uh, managers that we work with happen to be, well, I don't know if it's a happen to be or not, but um, past and present uh, directors of NARPM or uh, sometimes presidents of their local councils. So that's a great resource. Another great resource for property managers is the local apartment association. Now, you may not be interested in apartment investing, but most apartment associations have a really robust um, magazine. Many of them are online these days, but I still get several of these in the mail from the the, the property uh, management associations we belong to. And they've got great resources of all kinds of folks that are specifically in the investment property space. But again, my, my favorite is ask someone that you know has a great relationship with their property manager, hey, who do you use and why, and then see if it's a fit, because it has mm-hmm. to be a fit. Not everybody fits exactly with everybody else. Someone may say, hey, I love this manager, and you meet with them, you're like, you know, I just, it's just not clicking for me. So mm-hmm. pay, pay attention to that, too. Exactly. Pay attention to who clicks with you and who doesn't, because if it doesn't, it's not a good, it's not good, because that's what happened to me, too, when I, and back in my property management days. So you just have to, and it, it pays to be choosy. It really does. And if you choose the wrong one, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you time, money, and energy. And so choose the right yeah. one. And, you know, we never know that sometimes if, we, if they're the right ones or not. But you really, you get a good sense when you meet somebody. So, Robert, up here in the Midwest, in our area, in my area, I, I'm in a very, um, well, I'm in the biggest city in South Dakota, which is Sioux Falls. And we don't really have a lot of affordable housing anymore. Because uh, people are coming here a lot, and they're because um, we have medical and some other big industries here. So, how do people go about? So, if you're in a big place like that and there's no affordable housing, where can people go and what can they do to invest to maybe make it more affordable? Or that's actually better for an investor so then they can come in and start renting? And how does that work? Yeah, so you, when you're searching out who you are, the next thing we have you look at is market or markets that make sense. So there's a couple of big picture things to think about from an investment philosophy point of view. One of the biggest things is am I a cash flow investor where I need to put my capital at work along with maybe a loan and find a property where monthly cash flow is coming in? And there are people who that's their primary driver. 
And then there's other folks who are growth of equity investors. They're like, oh, I don't need the cash flow today, but I want to buy in a smart area that's in a path of progress, or maybe you want to buy something that needs some work, and I'm going to do that work over time, or maybe buy an apartment building that's 40% occupied. No one else is interested in it, but I'm good at managing, or I have a good manager, and I'm going to concentrate on getting the occupancy up. So we look at, you know, kind of at the, at the whole globe and say, of all the places I could invest, what makes sense for me? And then you look for where are those pockets of opportunity. I like what we call recession-resistant price tags. So mm-hmm. a place, a market like a big MSA, and we're about to do an event in Dallas, Texas, so I'm up here on the 14th floor looking out over this amazing metroplex, and in this area... A lot of jobs, right? Lots going on. But as an investor, it's like, well, what makes the most sense? It, it's not the million-dollar houses. It's probably not the $80,000 houses, although there's fewer and fewer of those in Dallas today. It's somewhere in that mid-level. It's below median price, but there's always someone who can afford to live there. doesn't have to be blue-collar. It can be the low end of white-collar. But is there a durability in the tenants, tenant base. If I go into a market that has a population of a thousand people and I find the most beautiful apartment building, it might be beautiful, it might be wonderful, it might be great spacious units and maybe it's full, I'm more concerned with who's going to rent it when my current tenants move out. Is there a robust supply of folks like that? I want to be in a market where that is true, where if my, all of my tenants move out tomorrow, I've got a line of people out the door that could move in. So I want to make sure there's what we call durability in the rent. And then a big picture at the market to say, where are the jobs? And that's what I call a diversity of stories. A story in the market is a driver. It's a reason there's somebody there. So here in our Metroplex, as I'm looking around, there's a huge infrastructure of medical. And there's two types of medical in a the market. There's the medical services and doctors and things that serve the local area. And that's one group. And then there's what we call the cones, the places where money comes in from outside, major surgery centers and specialty hospitals and those kinds of things that bring money in and the kind of jobs associated with that. So that's a driver. But that's just one. If I go into a market that's all medical, that might be all my one bath for a second driver. Well, oh, my gosh, look over there. There's the AT&T football stadium, the Dallas Cowboys. That's a driver. They bring people into the marketplace. There's a lot of money that changes hands because a major sports team is here. Then over there is SMU University. So there's a big university. There's a lot of them here. That's a different clientele, different crowd, different source of jobs. Then over here is a big distribution area with lots of big warehouses and commercial space. That's yet a different type of industry. Then we have the financial industry. So the point is, you're looking at what are all the different types of jobs in the area, and then what kind of tenant base is there, and then the big question, what's the current supply? Are there plenty of apartments? Are there plenty of homes? Is there plenty of retail? Are there plenty of hotels? Are there lots of restaurants? Or is there an opportunity? There's always an opportunity. You just have to look for it. So I can either approach it from, hey, I like to invest in this particular type of property, and then look for a market where it makes sense. Or I say, I really like this real estate market. Where is there an opportunity from a product point of view that makes sense for me? Oh, that's, that is great information because it really is. And again, it all comes back to that personal philosophy. What is it that you want to invest in and what is it that makes sense to you? But you're right. I like that because we're big medical because we're kind of the tri-state region. We have Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, I guess four quad-straight region. But we have a lot of medical. And we have, you know, not that we have big name um, sports arenas, but we do. We do have some, for this area, we have bigger sports uh, right here in Sioux Falls. And so, and, and it's growing. Oh, my goodness. We are growing just astronomically to the point that we're running out of land and we're running into all the you know, other, other towns around us, which is good, which is very good. But still, it's, it's all about investing where you can find the deals, too. Now, I know a gentleman here locally that two or three years ago, he only had two properties, and now he's got at least 10 houses. He's got duplexes, triplexes, couple office buildings, and he's doing very well because he's out looking for those deals. And he knows where to invest and he knows where to put um, his resources at. And so he's taken those and he's just going after it. And as again, he knows his investment philosophy. He knows what he wants to go after. So Robert, we're going to come back after break. And so Robert's uh, website again is realestateguysradio.com. And I am so, so honored that you're on my show. And I'm so apologize. My dogs have been barking. 
<laughs> but um, we'll, we'll come right back after break, and then we're going to learn more about Robert and more about the show and how you guys can get in contact with him. And if you have any questions for the show, give me a shout-out at my email, joe at joehosman.com. Thanks so much, and we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit JoeHosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, JoeHosman.com, where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out joehosman.com for the special offer today. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it Welcome back to my show. Go for it here on Voice America. Hey, great show today. Robert Helms is on my show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is like a complete honor for me to have him on my show today. I've been listening to him and Russell Gray for years on realestateguysradio.com. I listen to their podcast and I learn so much about real estate. It is incredible. They have so much knowledge, almost like in their little finger. It's just, it's so unbelievable but it's also about getting out there and doing the work and knowledge again i'm going to keep repeating this knowledge is power so we're talking at break and we're going to talk a little bit now about the difference between buy and hold or fix and flip i'm a buy and hold type of person i am not good at going and looking at a house and going yeah i should do this 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 and this and we can flip it i'm not good at that I'm good at going and seeing a property, being able to hold on to it, do the um, growth and equity part of it. However, I also like cash flow. So, Robert, what is the difference between buying, hold, and fix and flips? And is there an upside to each and downside to each? Well, certainly. And I think you really hit the nail on the head when you talked about, hey, this isn't for me and here's why. That's part of searching, you know, kind of what your core skill set is, if you have trades in your background, if you have that ability, most of us walk into a house and we can't see anything that's there except what's there. But some people do have that vision, interior designers, folks, they're good at, you know, repositioning. They can see, hey, this is how it could be. If that's a skill set, then, you know, flipping a house might be great for you. If you're more of the, hey, I just want to put away uh, assets that are going to feed me and my family for years to come, then that's maybe a buy and hold. I'll, I'll tell you this, in our vernacular, Investing is putting money to work so that it brings back friends, right? Chapter number one in Rich Dad, Poor Dad is is the rich don't work for money. Mm -hmm. Money works for them. And so to be an investor, I'm going to put my money out to work, and I want to have it come back with friends. What flipping a property is, is not real estate investing. Now, it's not a bad thing. It's a great way to make money, but it is a job. At the end of the day, I wake up, I find a house, I do the work, get a team together, sell it hopefully for a profit, and I go do it again. It's a great way to make money. It's a way to make money in real estate, but it's not investing. Investors expect an ROI. And the great thing about investing 
is I am not limited by the number of properties I can put in my portfolio. No matter how good I am, no matter how many teams I have, I can only be flipping a certain number of homes because I've got to find them. I've got to get them into contract. It's very competitive. We're competitive for labor. There's only so many materials. And, you know, I'm in contact with a lot of these guys that are doing this type of business all over the world, not just in the U.S. And, you know, your typical really well-oiled machine, they're doing maybe two or three a month, whereas I can own a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 buy and hold properties, apartment units. So it's not a right or wrong. You know, they're, they're two sides of a coin and, and they're both great ways to make money. A lot of times we have people that they have more time than money. So flipping a few properties and rolling up your sleeves and getting some elbow grease out there and sweat equity. I mean, that, that's a great way to start to get to the point where, you know, I don't want to be doing that anymore. I'd rather get my money to work for me. And so it's investing versus flipping. It's working for a job or having your money work for you. Mm-hmm. I love Rich Dad, Poor Dad, by the way. I just reread that, oh, probably about the fifth time now, probably earlier this year. I tend to re- I tend to pick it up at least once a year to read it. And then I take notes. Yeah, and the I'm 20th anniversary edition uh, just came out, right? That book came out, in fact, on the day that book turned 20 years old, I was hanging out with the author, Robert Kiyosaki. We had a big birthday party for him. He was on our Investor Summit, and it was amazing. The new book, it's the same exact book. Everything in it is he hasn't changed a word, but he's added some lessons and some perspectives and things. So there's a new 20th anniversary edition of it. And we meet more people. Now, that little purple book changed their life. It's, it's just crazy, and I'm honored to call him a friend. Oh, that is so awesome. I'm going to go out and get that 20th anniversary, and I'm glad you reminded me because you guys did talk about that on your show, and I completely forgot about it. So I am glad you reminded me because I will go out and buy the 20th anniversary one because it, it, it is. It changes lives. I mean, I, I read it for the first time before we did our first investment 10, 12 years ago. So you know, it does so I, I first read that book. A student of ours, a listener, came to us and said, have you read this little purple book? I said, no, and because you have to, you have to read this. It, this guy thinks just like you do. And like mm-hmm. many people, I, I said, well, I'll breeze through it. And, of course, I couldn't put it down. I was actually on vacation, and I don't do too many of those, but I was in Maui when I first read the book, which is kind of interesting. I didn't even know when I mm-hmm. picked it up that he was from Hawaii, right? And I'm reading mm-hmm. the story. And anyway, I was just in Maui, and I reread the book, the 20th anniversary, so I took a picture of me on the lounge chair at the pool reading the book <laughs> and sent it to Robert and said, the first time I read this book, it was a pool of Helen Maui. Now I'm reading it again. And uh, he, he wrote back, excellent choice in reading material. <laughs> well, he is correct. That is an excellent choice in reading material. So I will order that 20th anniversary. And you can let him know, too, that I'm going to order it because that, that book changed my life. And I know it's changing other people's lives, too. So that is fantastic. It just makes us change the way we think about money, change the way we think about investing. And, you know, well, money... that's the heart of it, right? I mean, most of us learned about money from well-meaning people who loved us, but mm-hmm. who maybe didn't have the best real experience about growing their wealth. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, most of us were raised in a family where if we talked about money at all, you know, we were taught maybe how to balance a checkbook and maybe here's how business runs. But for most of us, we weren't taught by somebody who mastered the financial arts. And so the great news is... A book, a seminar, a webinar, a podcast can influence your thinking in a way that you can now decide, I'm going to go get educated about that, and I'm going to be my own man or woman, and I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Trust me, when I started investing in real estate, mm-hmm, I had some people going, are you crazy? Are you crazy? I'm like, yeah, maybe a little bit, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm stepping outside the box. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, it's my life. I'm the one who pays, you know, well, we're the one that pays our bills. And it's like, you know what? This is what I want to do. So this is why I'm so glad I decided to step out. And I've learned a lot along the way. And I, again, I am one who buys and holds because I cannot foresee the, I, I know friends who can, you know, interior designers and other people that can go and look, I, I can't do it. So I, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate the information on the buy and holds and also on the fix and flips because I, I don't want another job. <laughs> you know, I like the buy and hold. So, so Robert, so uh, for your realestateguysradio.com, tell us how they can get in contact with you and the different events because you guys have a lot of events. And well, just we talk do. about the different ones and, that you uh, have. And thanks for that. 
Well, probably the easiest way is the podcast, right? It's free. It comes out every week. Mm-hmm. Go to the website at realestateguysradio.com. You get them a newsletter, and we send that out regularly. And there's good bits of information in there. We have some philosophy around teaching. Uh, Russ and I are not real estate gurus. We're not these guys that do big, you know, run to the back of the room and big boot camps and all that kind of stuff. But what we do is there's a couple of areas of expertise that we have that we teach around, and then we're a part of a lot of other tribes, if you will. So on the website, you'll see a section that says events, and it looks like there's all these events. And there are, but like we just got back from the New Orleans Investment Conference. That's not our conference. It's the oldest and longest-running investment conference in the United States. This was the 43rd year. It was our fifth year, and we had an opportunity to speak. I was asked by the promoter to MC a couple of the days. We hung out with folks like Chris Martinson and Peter Schiff and Robert Kiyosaki was hanging out with us as well. And, uh, you know, so there's events that we do that uh, are great places to meet people and get ideas percolating. And the things specifically that we do, we teach real estate syndication. And so syndication is the idea of doing a bigger deal by accumulating lots of teams. So I might not be able to afford a 20-year apartment building at my current level, but if I got 10 friends together and we divided the cost of the down payment and we figured out how to qualify for the loan and we got a property manager, then maybe we could spread the wealth. And so syndication is how most big real estate deals get done. Most big apartment deals, most development deals is through raising private capital. There's two sides of it. One side is, hey, I want to put capital to work, and I don't know the first thing about construction or development, so I'm going to find a good developer and come alongside and help fund their deal. The other side is, no, 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 I want to do that. I'm any and freddied out. I've got all the loans I can. I, I would love to buy more real estate, but I'm personally, you know, kind of, my, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I've, I've got my, my money out to work for me, and until I get some more, I'm going to have to sit it out. Rather than sit it out, you can do more deals and bring your expertise, that experience resume, to work. And, and we teach people how to do both sides of those, how to look at a deal if you're thinking about being a passive investor or how to structure a deal if you want to be an active investor. So that's called the Secrets of Successful Syndication. It's a two-day event. happens a couple times a year. Uh, one of the events that um, I'm actually the most excited about this time of year is that every beginning of the year we do our annual goals retreat. And ironically, it has very little to do with real estate, although many of the people in the room are real estate investors. It's two and a half days immersed in an environment where you can really go find clarity, figure out what you want to do and be when you grow up. So many of us got just into our current line of work, our current way of thinking, kind of haphazardly, kind of an accident, you know, a pinball bouncing around. And instead, this is a chance to step back and focus, and it's the highest-rated event we do. It's, a, it's an amazing transformational experience for many, many people, but we're, we're busy human beings, and we live our life at a pretty superficial level most of the time. We don't really give ourselves the gift of going really deep, and it's not easy, but it's worth the work. So that's something we have coming up. And again, if you go to the website, you can see all the events, and we always tell people, don't just come to our events. Go to, go to different events. Maybe there's a local real estate investment club that meets. Maybe there's someone coming through town that's got something to, to share. Now, they probably also have something to sell. So just be aware of that, right? I mean, we're very transparent about our agenda. Not everybody is. Sometimes mm-hmm. people lure you into education because they want to sell you something. You know, we're, we're pretty open about how our model works and what we do and, uh, you know, all of that. The show's been on the air now for it's our 21st year in traditional radio and have been podcasting for a long, long time. We're in 191 countries at the podcast. It's, it's just humbling how it's grown. But we've done that, I think, by being respectful about the reason people are there. People mm-hmm. love to buy, but they hate to be sold. And so if you can figure out how to get around folks that are doing it and are willing to share, and I think one of the greatest places to do that is live events. You know, we have people in our audience that just met, met a great couple. They've been listening to this show, the podcast, for eight years, and they finally came out to an event. And it's like we have people that come listen to the show for four weeks and come out to an event. And it's great. It's whenever you want to come out, great. Some people never will, but just listen on the podcast. You know, but, and so it's, it's, it's really trying to figure out what's going to be the next logical step in your evolution as an investor. Is it getting out and get some education? Is it just meeting more people? You know, we talked about our Investor Summit, which is amazing because of the caliber of people that get together once a year. And the majority of people that come 
have already been. It's mostly all alumni because it's such a powerful experience. Everybody wants to come back. More than 80% of the people that come, come the next year. But it does leave some openings for, for some new folks. So, you know, part of it as we approach kind of a new year is just this is a great time to be reflective and say, what do I really want out of life? What's going well in my life? What's maybe not going well? Is there a role real estate can play, either today or long-term? I mean, for many people, you get to the point in real estate, kind of that first level of success is when you have enough money coming in that you don't really need to have another job. Many mm-hmm. of us don't have another job because we like what we do or we're impassioned by it or we're entrepreneurs. But if you can get your base income from real estate to the point that it floats all your bills, takes care of your needs, you become a different person. And then there's lots of levels of wealth after that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, you will see me at an event soon. I haven't been to one yet, but I will be coming. You could just mark my words, and I really like your syndication. Of course, I like the goal, the goal retreat, too. I've been to one several, several years ago, a different, a different one, and they work. The goal, as long as you can get in tune to what you really want, they work. And so I appreciate you guys for offering that goal retreat. So if you just go to realestateguysradio.com under their events tab, those will all be right there. And then your syndication, uh, like I said, I and you had talked about a book on the website. What's it called? Oh, Sam Fresh, My Principles of Real Estate Syndication, I believe. And so I'm because I want to learn more about syndication and then come to the seminar too. So all about an education and learning how to use that then and teaming up with awesome people. Now, Robert, we only have about two minutes till the end of the show. I just thank you so much for me. It's been my honor to have you on my show, but do you have any last parting words of wisdom to my um, worldwide audience today? Well, thanks, Joe. And I sure appreciate uh, you reaching out and it's been awesome to talk to uh, your listeners and, and appreciate what you do out there in the world. I think, Here's the deal. 20 years from now, it's going to be 20 years from now, whether we do anything about it or not. Real estate's a long-term thing. Yeah, you can make money quickly flipping houses and getting out of deals and wholesaling, but for the most part, it's a long-term asset. So it, it moves slowly. Real estate as a market moves slowly. There's always opportunities. So I would just urge people to set a plan, figure out what you have to work with, and then make a commitment to do it. Because as you've mentioned several times, it's all about taking the action to do it. It's not just thinking about it. It's not just hoping. It's actually doing something. And you have everything within your world that you need, either internally or externally. You can go find folks that can help. And the greatest people out there enjoy helping. They don't Mm -hmm. keep all the secrets to themselves. Instead, they're out there sharing and they're out there giving ideas and role modeling and hanging out and Great people love to hang out with great people, and it's just uh, it's just an honor to be on your show, and I would certainly encourage anybody who's thinking about real estate, we regret the things in life that we don't do a lot more than we regret the things we do. So exactly. go for it, as you would say, get out there and make it happen. Thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, you know what I did? I asked for Robert to be on my show and look. So that's what you have to go out to. Just go out and ask, you know, and it will make a difference in your life. Trust me. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for reaching out today and be on my, uh, for listening to my show. Go for it. And remember, I always want you to become bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. So take force and um, God bless. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.